Wait, wait, wait. We need to say grace first. We, we did it. We did it, Joe. You're gonna be the next president of the United States. That was a, a very neo-lib family uh, saying grace that Joe Biden was president. Oh, my God. That's almost in as the, good as my most... family's. Uh, it's somehow worse, actually, than my family's <laughs> Rush Limbaugh themed toast slash blessing. Coming in hot right out of the gate. <laughs> uh, this is episode 49 energy for sure. Uh you got to explain to me the Rush Limbaugh toast because you you just said it offhand on Thanksgiving <laughs> and then nothing else came of it. And I just need to know more. Um well my father pulled out like a a back in like back in front single spaced like 11 point font piece of printer paper. Oh my god. And stood up and was like um before we eat and by by this moment I had been like smelling the food all day like the turkey was fresh out of the smoker and I just wanted to eat it and my dad's like I just want to say a few words and then he was just like so Rush Limbaugh said and I tuned out like honestly I tuned out (laughs) oh man I yeah that sounds weird because your family is as previously mentioned uh, multiple times in this podcast very religious and the fact that Rush Limbaugh would somehow replace or stand in parallel with Well it's the it's the Holy Trinity, the Father Son EIB network. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a What a Yeah, we got to get into your Thanksgiving. We got to get in both of ours, but just uh yeah, I guess episode 49. I'm Dan. I'm Erica. Let's just have a nice life. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess we'll roll right into it. How, how was your week? Uh, we're coming off Thanksgiving. Um, both, all, both of us, most people, I imagine, uh, who, who took the risk, spent more time with their family than they've been used to over the last, like, year or so. Yeah, um, uh, well, I didn't want to talk about this, but I feel like now I have to just so that it's recorded. Uh-oh. Uh, one of the two beneficiaries of my life insurance may have given me COVID. We joked a lot about the Rakini super spreader events. Uh, one of them attended by myself uh, in, in July. Uh, it's only a matter of time, I guess, until the, profo- uh, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Well, it's funny because this was the one that we all took the most precautions for. And yet, Oh, really? There was one weak link in the chain who will be removed from my life insurance policy <laughs> oh, wait, promptly. No, you're, really, you're really taking him out? I mean, there's consequences. I have asthma. What if I die? I do. I, I do don't enjoy. Want him to have, like, the, I don't want him to be like, 
getting like sympathy pussy for having a dead sister and 75k like come on and and the and him you gotta put there's gotta be like a thing like he's removed if he's in direct correlation with your dad yeah I gotta be like, <laughs> like that could be a murder plot you know for your money <laughs> premeditated but if you need to replace him with another male beneficiary um i'm i'm available yeah <laughs> i uh i feel yeah, like it's gotta be some law that's like if you change your life insurance like a week before you die or less there might be i feel like it, there might be some scrutiny i think there's involved. i think it's definitely taken into account when things like that line up it's like a so, red flag yeah definitely something that it gets looked into uh oh yeah he took out a million dollar life insurance policy before he was like suspiciously you know a bullet was found in his chest yeah hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean other than health hazards <laughs> How was your your time back home? Um, it was. Pretty You've been doing good. a lot of driving back and forth. I have been doing a lot of driving. It's a long drive, but it's a pretty drive. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty low key. I um, saw my friend Mallory. I we stayed outside the whole time, and it was before I saw my brother. Um, oh, and, doxed. Um, <laughs> w- <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just a low key kind of weekend, and then I came here, and work has been making me so anxious that I feel like I've started sleepwalking. Oh um, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but I woke up today, and there was like a few inches of snow on the ground, and I know that it's from Diego Maradona just doing lines in heaven. <laughs> how was your week uh, uh speaking of maradona uh i don't know if we're gonna bring him up later I, I don't really know much about him at all i'm not a soccer fan mm. or a football fan if you will um but i did see a video of he was at salt bay's restaurant oh my god yes and you saw that video oh, where yeah. he's just completely stunned and like speechless the whole time to where he's actually in tears like hugging him and kissing him on the cheek yeah. He was just astonished. Uh, it was the only video of Salt Bay I've ever enjoyed. I mean, his <laughs> his death was probably one of my least favorite slash favorite Twitter moments ever. Um, just very emblematic of the times. Someone, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was one person or multiple people, but for some reason they thought it was Madonna died. <laughs> so like Rip Madonna <laughs> was trending. Oh my God. And then... All these people people were like, it's very racist to not know the difference between Madonna and Maradona. And then people were like, actually, it's ableist to think oh it's God. racist because dyslexia. <sighs> How was your week? <laughs> My week was pretty good. Um, I... Didn't I tried to get a COVID test and the lines were just too long, uh. which I know is an excuse. No, I tried I to get people... one today and the place was just like computers broke. <laughs> no art today. <laughs> no art today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I totally like I drove around to a couple places that were doing tests 
And the lines were just fucking bananas. I mean, I saw people on, on Instagram who were, like, waiting seven hours in line for COVID tests, and it is insane. They're like, this is um, nothing. A few weeks ago, I waited 20 hours to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, and it's all just the trauma a symptom porn. of a healthy a healthy country. The trauma where people are like, my life is too good. I need to go stand in line for seven hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh so, but then I was like out walking and I literally stumbled upon one in my neighborhood, like a pop-up RV kind of spot. <laughs> and I got it and it, it was a slow test and it was the Tuesday before I, I went home on like Wednesday. So I got it done Tuesday and it said it would be like five to seven days. And then I got the test back Wednesday night. Nice. So I was like already at my parents, but I found out I was negative. So I'm like, okay, good. Like the only reason I wanted to take it was to be like, if anyone dies, it's not my fault. Or it is my <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah, either one. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what I would have done if it was negative. I guess just like packed up my shit and just like called my parents from the car to be like, <laughs> disinfect everything. I'll see you later. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. It was a small Thanksgiving. My mom cooked thanksgiving for the first time i think maybe in her life what do you usually and she do? did a really good job well so normally well, are you like a takeout family well no not quite uh so basically my grandma that was always her holiday um she always cooked thanksgiving we always went there uh and she's old as hell so uh she's 92 right now so we would always go to her place and then there was a couple times where she um, was sick or, like, she had, like, a knee issue where she couldn't do it. So we went out to eat. And then we did one more where she cooked at, like, age 86. And she cooked a whole fucking Thanksgiving by herself, which is insane. But ever since then, we've gone out to eat. And, uh, which I kind of like, um, I like turkey, but it's not my favorite of the meat options. That's why I like that we smoke it and we also do ribs. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, but yeah, like if I have the option and I'm out to eat and I can get like a, you know, a New York strip or like a filet mignon or a salmon steak or something like those are options I'm going to choose before turkey. Yeah. Some Ch- Chateaubriand with crab on top, you know? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a turkey can <laughs> suck it uh, if, if steak's on the menu. Do you want to hear the but, weirdest uh, thing? Yeah, so of course. So Thanksgiving <laughs> this morning. This podcast is for. Thanksgiving morning, I woke up and I was walking upstairs at like 6.30 in the morning because that's what I do. Um, my parents are there doing their Bible study. But um, I'm like halfway up the steps. My The guest room is downstairs. It's like a split level. Um mm-hmm. And I'm walking up the stairs and I look out the window and I see turkeys. And I was like, like live turkey, like like feral turkeys. Yeah, like just turkeys. <laughs> and I was like, okay. the hell? And I like rubbed my eyes as if in a cartoon. And then I looked back and they were gone. So I was like, okay, maybe. Like, I don't know Maybe what's going on. Um, <laughs> but before I left, I was like, Dad, have you ever seen turkeys running around? And he said, oh, yeah, the neighbor just has turkeys. And I said, why? And he said, I don't know. He just has them. So I wasn't crazy. I, like, gaslit myself into thinking I didn't see turkeys. But there were just turkeys, <laughs> like, running around. That's on so Thanksgiving. funny. 
<laughs> Apropos it's a Thanksgiving nothing. miracle. <laughs> it's like seeing snow on Christmas, yeah. you know. It's... They were all freshly pardoned. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. Yeah, it was uh it was nice. I like said my my uncle came over, my grandma came over, my mom cooked like a turkey breast. Because there wasn't that many of us to cook like a whole turkey. Um leftovers, baby. I know, I know. I missed the leftovers. I well, that was the thing. So uh Last year, I didn't even have Thanksgiving because I came home and then I woke up with a fever and I stayed home. So I didn't even go. And then apparently like the restaurant. I know. (laughs) I was a trailblazer back then. Uh, But yeah, so and apparently the restaurant sucked uh, the last time they were there. For some reason, everything was like terrible. So I didn't miss out on anything. But yeah, it was good. It was a good time. It was nice to see my grandma who I hadn't seen since. Uh, you know, before the pandemic, and it was nice to know that there was a good chance I might not kill her, which is great. <laughs> um, then, what was it, the next day, oh, I did the, like, the thrift store circuit back home with my friends, mm-hmm. which was nice, and I actually like, found some good shit. I found a Polaroid SX-70 Alpha 1, like the classic Polaroid that like folds totally flat, and then you pop it up. Oh, cool. It's... And it's in like great shape. I paid forty bucks for it at like an estate sale shop, and it's worth like three hundred bucks. So I uh, I'm stoked about that. I'm trying to think what else I got. I got an Andrew Wyeth uh, like gallery promo framed poster thing. Nice. It's like nicer than a poster, but it's from like 1979. Super fucking cool. Um, I got a couple other small stuff, but it was like a good thrift day that felt really nice. And uh, and then Saturday was the big day where I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast where my friend <laughs> we decorate his house for Christmas like he just goes like all out and we all just drink like a thirty pack of beer each and <laughs> climb ladders and set up Christmas lights and it was bananas this year. I think our first episode was when you were taking it down. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun to take down. <laughs> that's yeah. for fucking sure. And it's gonna be even worse this year because uh, my friend's wife. So like you know all the all the the girls and the 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 wives and whatnot are in the house like cooking and setting up the Christmas tree inside, and all the men are <laughs> outside <laughs> setting up lights. And and my my friend's wife Jess, who's it's their house, but she'd come outside to like stir the pot and be like. Uh, like at one point she like yelled, like, "Oh, it looks like some people aren't doing doing stuff. They're just standing around." We're like, "Jess, go the fuck back and." <laughs> so we literally put like a thousand lights on one bush because they told us we weren't doing enough work. So that bush is gonna be a real pain in the. Air. It's gonna be, like you're gonna pull the bush. And it's gonna be like a giant ball of lights, like in a Christmas sto- just, <laughs> not Christmas just, story, uh, Christmas, vacation. Uh, Christmas vacation. Just cut the yeah. bush down and yeah and just put the bush back in the attic and bring it back down for next year (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a nightmare but uh yeah it was a fucking blast and like the neighborhood kids came out to see the house it's it's become like a landmark now which is kind of cool like because everyone growing up has that like one house that goes crazy for christmas you know what i mean i learned that the house i'm living in or the house that i bought um Mm -hmm. used to be that house Oh shit! You gotta just—it's it's looking very Jewish at the moment. I'd say put the put the Hanukkah like white and blue lights out. 
<laughs> Got big changes. <laughs> yeah, it's, get a, uh, get a so mensch was... on a bench, like a life-size <laughs> mensch on a bench, and just sit him out there. Oh man, yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, it was. It was a nice time, but like, even being like home for like four nights, I was like ready to come back. Yeah, because like my bed at my parents' house is like a twin on the floor because mm-hmm. my real bed is here, and uh, so it's just like. My back isn't feeling too hot after a couple days. Yeah, I I will say I've gotten spoiled because my my parents their guest room is nice, but I've gotten spoiled with the king bed. I don't think I can ever sleep in a non king bed ever again. Yeah, I mean I definitely prefer I have a queen, um, and I do like to spread out a bit, uh, mainly for the length. Like a twin size bed or anything below a queen is shorter, so my feet kind of hang off the end. And uh, that's like the worst feeling. I hate it. Yeah. So, but yeah, feels good to be back. Uh, now back that enough time has passed, I can admit that my bed in Brooklyn was absolutely horrific. <laughs> oh my it god! Was a terrible You've bed. heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> Timestamp it. Uh, and I think it's very funny that um, the the person I was seeing at the time, like, I know he never enjoyed that. Now he's missing out on the king bed. With like the gigantic I mean, mattress topper that's like the size of a full mattress, like we, I can't fit a sheet on it because it's too thick, and it's like super high off the ground. My dog can't even jump up. It's beautiful. We need uh, 2021. <laughs> uh, we're gonna try to shake you out of the doing everything out of spite, <laughs> just to be like, well, look what they're missing out on now, <laughs> because it can't be healthy. <laughs> I'm not. I, I love, didn't do it. I out love of spite, spite, but I do. I do think of it sometimes. I do think like I, hmm, you couldn't I mean, handle love, me at my best or my worst, so you don't get me at my best. I love you a spite gesture. You couldn't handle me at my like shitty full bed in Brooklyn. You don't. <laughs> you don't get me at my illustrious king bed <laughs> in I, West Virginia. Yeah, I I love being motivated by spite more than most people, but <laughs> we got to we got to bounce it out a little bit. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that kind of pretty much wraps it up for the for me. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I have like no no jobs to do in December, so we'll see how that works out. It's because there's like a uh, second round of, or third round or whatever lockdowns. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what's funny. Like, what the fuck is going on in California? That it just seems like a total hell world where they they just like shut down L.A. and like outdoor restaurants are they're forced to close again but again there's no financial (laughs) uh any kind of financial assistance at all uh apparently they diverted a ton of like money that was meant for like emergency rent assistance and diverted it to like state worker minority education classes something really bizarre Mm. So they diverted all the money away from people like who were going to lose their homes and sent it into like ethnic educational training. See, this is why people are critical of critical race theory because it's just like, why is the government pushing this on us when there's this glaring inequality of like like wealth inequality and they're just wasting all of the money that could be spent on that yeah. on like this performative I think it, bullshit yeah i think it's it's just like the neolib uh epitome of just like 
oh, we're doing this one great thing, but we're also funneling it from stuff people actually need. Yeah, like, you it's know, it's totally... like one of Newsom's like f- like Powell's is running that is like profiting off of it. Oh yeah, yeah. well that, of course that's how that always works. Uh, it's just like yeah, anything like that. They're just funneling it to like a friend and kind of paying themselves back in the in the back end, you know. Yeah. But I loved uh, the whole thing of like he's telling you know you can't go see your families, you can't. You got to spend Thanksgiving alone. And then his neighbor, did you see that? Like, uh, news, I think it was Newsom's or Garcetti's neighbor was like, had a giant catering truck pull up that was like pulling out a ton of heat lamps and stuff, <laughs> like totally preparing for like a major gathering with like a tent. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're telling everyone they can't like go see their families, but your neighbor is like looking to host like yeah. 60 people but, like essential workers can still like put themselves at risk by going to work oh it's that was bullshit. that was my yeah there was a, a good point i saw come up uh was just like oh yeah you, you say like we can't go see our families and that's like it's the one thing some people have you know we talked about that like, on this podcast yeah oh well yeah the i mean episode or the episode before or probably like every episode since yeah, I mean, as we've been saying for fucking months and months and months, it's it all boils down to the fucking class system and, like, how, you know, the true people who are preaching the, you gotta stay home, why can't you just stay home, are the people who can pay other people to take the risk for them to go out. Yeah. I mean, um, but it's, like, a, it's hear, the same shit. It's, did you hear about fragile, fragile Joe Biden who, like, with his glass bones was taking his dog for a walk and he like fell and like broke his whole body. Um, did you hear about his like assault rifle thing? It's kind of the same deal. It, it pissed me off and pretty much every single person except mm-hmm. for like the neo lib, like people who still quote Sandy hook when they talk, like whenever you talk about guns, um, it's like there's going to be a tax on every assault rifle, which is not even a real thing by the way. Um, and it's like a $200 tax for every high capacity magazine. And uh, then like I know what you're referring to. That was a dollar tax no, per no, no. year for each one. And everyone's I'm like, going to, I'm going to stop you before, before you embarrass yourself though. Unfortunately, I saw that too. The, the Fox news, like screen grab on Twitter. Is not yeah, real? It was, well, it was real, but it was Fox news speculating things Joe Biden might do. No, I saw people that said it was from his platform. No, I don't think there was anything. It was it was from what I understand, Fox News was speculating things Joe Biden might do about guns. Cuz there was a few people who were like pretty reputable who said that. But it was it's from definitely his something it's like the, they're trying to do that in New Jersey. It's the neo-lib approach that's like it's only a crime if you're poor. Yeah. Yeah, let's it's just like, you just know, like, anything where like the decriminalizing- fine cannabis instead of fully legalizing it it's like the same thing yeah exactly and uh but i mean they were trying to do that in new jersey too i think last year i don't think it ever got passed but same deal where they were raising the cost to get a permit Yep. so like a pistol permit like a purchaser's permit would be like two hundred dollars or something instead of two dollars they're looking to raise everything like a thousand percent it's insane so uh, speaking of which, my my state background check passed. I'm just cool. waiting on my city background check. But yeah, they're trying to do something where like it costs some crazy amount to get your permits and stuff. Mm. Uh, so like to get a pistol purchaser's card, 
would be the cost of like the pistol. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. So, but yeah, it's it's all bad. I mean, it's nice to see liberals talking about gun ownership in general, but uh it, it, I think it was mostly Fox News just trying to get people riled up <laughs> about things Joe Biden could do. I mean, <laughs> Which they, I always they love. riled I love... up the left is what they did. Yeah, I I do love a good like speculate and they're like well i mean joe biden he could make sandwiches illegal <laughs> i mean he could do it <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was just a it's a fucking mess i hate it but yeah the like the whole thing about like you can't go home and see your families you're gonna kill your grandma but you have to go to work on black friday and work 12 hours yeah. around you know 1500 strangers it's such bullshit it's a yeah. It's it. It's insane that people can like show their ass so hard, um, and then like yeah. It's but it's still the people who are like talking down on everyone else about like why can't you just stay? Why is it so hard to not to just stay home? Why can't you do it? Uh, did you? Uh, I know you're one to buy dumb shit. So did you fall to the consumerism? I did. Oh, what'd you get? What'd you get? <laughs> I mean, I tried. I I actually was very good about buying uh, from stuff that wasn't from Amazon and 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 whatnot. Um, so I'm trying to think. Well, I bought a bunch of film from Polaroid Originals for that XS, uh, SX70 camera mm-hmm. I got. So excited for that. That's awesome. And the people at Polaroid Originals are, uh, well, some of them are friends. They're associates. Uh, so always always happy to support them. The what else did I get? I bought a bunch of bougie candles. Nice. So I'm just going full bougie candle this season. Uh, and now all of my targeted ads are Our just candles. high-end candle yeah. company. <laughs> but I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I bought. Oh, more skincare shit. I got some more Kiel, uh, the Jack Black lip balm I like a lot. Every time that goes on, like they have like the holiday four packs. Oh, I loved him in the for, holiday. For like 20 bucks. And uh, every time, such a good pair. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Uh, So I got, I got more of that just because it's always, it's always good to have around. What the hell else did I buy? Uh, While I'm looking this, (laughs) I'm gonna go through my email and my receipts. Did you, did you fall victim to Um, uh, the capitalist pressure? Did and I bought probably the most like capitalist pig thing I could have bought. (laughs) Oh no! What's that? Uh, skis, ski boots, ski bindings, and ski poles. Perfect. And an now you're ready ski for like and a bunch of opera ski clothes. <laughs> you're now you're ready for your like 1980s uh, feud. You could solve it on the slopes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I live 15 minutes away from a mountain, so I'm gonna Hell be yeah. there all the time. And you got snow now too. I do. I got snow. Is it still snowing down there? Uh, it was when we started podcasting, but it looks like it might have stopped. Yeah. Oh, also, we should mention that unfortunately, episode fifty will not be live because Erica may or may not be uh, the bringer of death because of the coof. <laughs> she got she got got big time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So unfortunately, we got something that should be fun planned for episode fifty. And you'll just—it's funny because it was like, oh. Not only do I have to quarantine this week, but my TV was supposed to get here and it got delayed, so it's not going to be here for another week anyway. So, <laughs> so it all it all makes sense, but we'll have to. Uh, I don't. What are West Virginia winters like? Because it's like southern, but it's still in the mountains. Yeah. Um. 
How's that work? I'm not sure about how it's going to be in the winter, but it's consistently like five to ten degrees cooler here than it is at home. Hmm. And uh, obviously got snow already, so. Yeah, good point. I hear so we'll this see if area specifically gets a lot more snow than like Charleston or Morgantown, so. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I bought. Did you, uh, yeah, just candles and shit, <laughs> mostly. I bought a sweatshirt. Um, I tried to be semi-decent. I still spent some. I also bought some stuff for, like, my parents, so. It's so stupid that I'm buying this shit, because, like, I have a house, but I was like, you know what? If I get a, like, a season pass or if I ski, like, a few times a week, then, like, I'm going to. A few times a week? Yeah, like, I. That's a lot of skiing. What? That's a lot of skiing. That's what I did growing up. Um, but it, yeah, I'm bougie, everyone. Um, but yeah, because I have a snowboard back in Philly, but every time I get on it, I like grapple with my own mortality. So I got skis and I figure it's probably going to even out like owning my own skis versus renting. renting. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to have that shit. Because um, it makes it so much tell- easier when you have good shit. Like that rental yeah. shit is not good. Like it's, they have not like, been, they have not it's been. It's like renting a bowling ball. The 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you my snowboarding story about how you exploded your spleen? Yeah. Was that told on the podcast? It was, and it was okay. actually referenced a few weeks ago as well. Okay. I never know. <laughs> I don't know. I try to like I tell people stories and I, I feel bad because sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I, ever, I think I told you about that. And they're like, oh, no, I actually didn't. We're almost Which entering like the-, the one year mark where I think we I know. have like January 1st, we atone for all of this and we can start recycling stories. That's true. Yeah. I, I think after episode 50, so we can even start a little earlier if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just. I don't know. So for some reason, I have on my phone here. <laughs> just in my notes. I don't know when I write these notes down. Like, it's got to be the middle of the night. But I just wrote, friend of the pod, John Hinckley Jr. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, he t- That's the guy who shot Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I, I remember why. I think I sent you the screenshot that I said I was, like, radicalizing my, my friend, like, group chat. Oh, yes. Uh... <laughs> And I, uh, that, oh my god, that picture is so good of, uh, let me bring it up in my chat. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it was so funny. A uh, friend of the pod, Kevin, brought up how, so, okay, so it was a thing that came up on Twitter about John Hinckley Jr., because he was obsessed with Jodie Foster and thought that shooting Ronald Reagan would get her attention and make her fall in love with him. Did it work? Which, I mean, honestly, who knows? It, Don't know until you try. It worked for the nation. <laughs> it did. Uh, so I'll... Uh, this is the picture I'm referring to, though, for the record. I'm sending it to you now. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's this iconic photo of the Secret Service guy with just a fucking Uzi. <laughs> and... It's uh, it's such an iconic photo, but someone on Twitter posted like, oh, I always thought that this guy, like, this is the guy that Taxi Driver is based off of. <laughs> and no, actually, he was obsessed with Taxi Driver and Jodie Foster that he 
essentially recreated the movie to get her to notice him. That's madness. But I'm trying to find the quote I so I don't miss someone to Kevin. be that obsessed with me. <laughs> all right, everyone, if you want to get Erica's attention, none of the people is... who would listen to this podcast. I'm very selective. <laughs> Just like I don't fuck podcasters, you don't fuck podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, so Kevin goes, no wonder that motherfucker couldn't kill Reagan. Look at the dudes whose job it was to keep President Dementia alive. Yeah. They need (laughs) need a show about them. Somewhere there's footage of the guy in the three-piece suit pulling that Uzi out of a briefcase, and it was the last cool thing anyone has ever done in politics. Yeah. Look at those pants. There's just not enough. I know. It's so good. They got a little bit of a flair to them. Yeah, I feel like I want to like take that picture and add like a like the golden ratio to it <laughs> or something. See if it lines up. Uh, but yeah, it's just iconic. It's so good, and the just I feel like there's just not enough Uzis being pulled out of briefcases these days. No, never. <laughs> Call an ambulance! Call an ambulance! But not for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Oh man, That's me. Um, me at all times. I, I know you wanted to bring up some other stuff on the podcast. I could just keep rolling, but uh... <laughs> oh yeah, there actually was something that I um... yeah yeah. Let's let's get to what you got on the docket. I because there's a song I want to play you, and I've been kind of teasing it for for a while, but we let's well, it's too early, too early for that. Yeah, I know. I know that people only listen to things to get angry, which is why mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, can't yeah. wait for this. Okay. Get your um, get your your crank those headphones up and get your yeah. your angry face on. Uh Okay, so I'm going to Okay. I got several several messages after the last episode about people talking about my views on student debt cancellation my friend andrew said he was literally like screaming at the car when he was listening to it. no there were people people that i know personally and people who i've never even fucking heard of uh were very unhappy with me um so i was gonna apologize <laughs> but no like <laughs> i'm actually gonna double down here um oh, no. but i'm gonna do it with more poise than i did the last episode also i feel like i need to say dan's my my views are not dan's okay thank you so um i was explaining all this to dan when like the day that everyone was coming at me i like got zero work done because i kept getting messages from people um and, okay so taxpayer financed student de- debt relief is a regressive policy which means it disproportionately benefits the wealthy so if any of you are aspiring marxists maybe you should rethink this whole thing um just to kind of break that down for everyone a little more most americans have not invested in higher education despite what it might seem like in your like liberal arts bubble um only one in three adults over the age of 25 have a degree from a four-year school. Um, which means that this particular student debt forgiveness that everyone loves so much is essentially redistributing... is re, the redistribution of wealth from working-class folks to college-educated people. 
which means that like Mr. Your, your neighbor who like works around the clock with like to fix HVAC is going to be paying for like your neighbor who drives a souped up Volkswagen's marketing education. Um, but yeah, I think that y'all should look into it. And then also because <laughs> we got so much feedback on the last one, I also want to just rapid fire my work my worst takes um, because I've spent most of this pandemic being uh, surreptitiously red-pilled. So, all right. I like, I'm going to try to read off my list and also look at Dan's face because... Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. There's no good art because art has to be either beautiful in a complex way or super provocative. And in this modern era... We lack the mental bandwidth to dedicate the time to masterfully craft something that can aesthetically stand the test of time, or everyone's modus operandi is protecting themselves from harmful sentiments at the expense of their ability to think critically, so we have no good art. I feel like you might agree with that one. Um, I don't think we'll know what's timeless until it's like decades from now. Mm. Like, no one really knows what will withstand. All right, so everyone you know I mean? check in for the... I feel like reactionary art is just almost immediately outdated. And I feel like that's all that exists these days. I think that's just all we see. Maybe. For the most part. I mean, there's a lot of people making art that is not reactionary to anything of the moment. Mm. Remember when everyone was like, oh my god, Trump is going to bring uh, so much good music and so much good art, and it's just been all been shit. They said that about the pandemic, too. They were like, well, Shakespeare <sighs> Yeah, and King it's literally Lear some of the play. least inspired I've ever been in my life. It's, you know? it's horrific. Okay, so we, we so, kind of agree uh, on this one. I, I think there's a lot of bad art in general. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, you, you don't really also know what's good art until you've like lived with it for a bit. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's dictated by time. Uh, chronic Lyme's disease and chronic fatigue don't exist. It's just easier to say you have a chronic illness than it is to say you have depression. All right, that's definitely problematic. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I know many people with Lyme's disease and it's fucked. Uh, and often very hard to diagnose. AI technology is actually terrifying and no one is talking about it as seriously as they should. Uh, that's probably probably true. Every person should own a gun. It's probably true. So this one is entirely based on personal experience. Don't catch a case. <laughs> and don't downplay my trauma, but I feel like straight dudes who have pronouns in their bio are super sus. Dan's not going to touch that one. <laughs> um, trauma is necessary, and we do too much to protect ourselves from it. Uh, uh, should I just, should, should I just, I'm just going to start reacting with soundboard. Awesome. <laughs> Suppressed memories. <laughs> That's such a good one. <coughs> uh, it seems to me that most praxis is just a way for adults to shed any modicum of personal responsibility. <laughs> um, 
Jordan Peterson is brilliant, but unfortunately opened himself up to become little else but a blank template on which both sides projected the other's perceived ideological inconsistencies and dogmas. I don't like soft ass shit. I, Jordan Peterson suck my dick. I <laughs> don't give a fuck about him. Um, <laughs> I feel like I don't need to take advice from... From uh, people in in like a medical coma in Siberia, mm. it's okay. <laughs> we we got some COVID takes coming up now. Okay, so if you're vociferous in your criticisms of individualism, but also posting COVID shamey bullshit, you should read a book for once in your life. It stinks. That's a good one. What are you talking about? Uh, speaking of that, everyone is eventually, unfortunately going to get covid as evidenced by otherwise responsible people and we need to do either masks and no lockdowns or one long lockdown until there's a vaccine and honestly only one of those will work without creating a major economic and mental health crisis yeah i mean it's already been proven that the masks don't really actually do anything for the most part it's it's like security theater um but yeah i I think if they're going to lock anything down or limit the ability of, of people to make the money that is required to pay for the things they won't shut down, you got to you gotta do something. Yep. <laughs> so uh, the only answer is to, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what the fucking answer is. If you're going to limit people's ability to make money, but not take away, but not also limit people's costs, you have to do something to balance that out yep. or else you're going to see what, you know, two mile long food lines in texas like yep we're literally watching the the entire country collapse yep. i was talking about this earlier like we're literally watching the decline of the american empire and it has zero gravitas because people are being so corny about it yeah everyone's too fucking irony poison to actually fucking take it seriously so which brings me to my next problematic point which is that if you work from home and didn't take a salary cut your opinion matters less to me i'm sorry and then one more uh hockey is better than football some people might think this is a racist take but i actually just want to watch goon shit happen and football has too many rules <laughs> what about I mean, hockey's got some fucked up rules too yeah but football icings like, come on icings football yeah, icings is like, are the worst football is a game of rules hockey just happens to have rules no football is a game of inches i think is that what they say? I don't know. <laughs> the only sports I like are ping pong, volleyball, and darts. So <laughs> I'm not one to stop, want to talk. Not even tennis? Tennis? I, I want to like tennis. I want to be good at tennis because I like the outfits that goes with tennis. Yeah. But I want to hear we? everyone's feedback. Oh, my God. On... We burned through all eight minutes of your hand and mine. I got a lot of takes. <laughs> You do, but you uh, know people. People like the people say they don't like it, but people love to be mad. The people love. People to be love mad. the the outrage is the only emotion that people can feel anymore. I I swear. I guess that's one more. <sighs> Damn, we got a bonus. <laughs> uh, the bonus so fry con- of hot cakes. Continuing with getting mad, can I? Can we now pivot to the problematic song that I want to play you? Yeah, of course. Uh, so as it, like if, we all, if everyone, I was gonna say people might have tuned out after that, but people people love it. They're well, listening they're twice as some, hard now. 
Also true. Uh, so <laughs> this is a song that was brought to my attention re- recently. Um, I believe it's from 2003, uh, but it falls into the category of post 9-11 <clears throat> patriotic country music. But this song is a love song spoken in the voice of, well, not the voice, but in the perspective of a Middle Eastern couple. Oh my God. I was going to, you, you sung, had me at post 9-11. But it's song, it's sung by Kenny Chesney. No, Toby Keith. I'm sorry. So it's Toby Keith uh, pretending he's a Middle Eastern couple. Okay. Here we go. Now, Wait, now it's my what? turn to watch your face. I love how I just accepted that, but now I'm... Okay, just it doesn't make any yeah. sense, so don't try to make it make sense. So here we go. This is called the Taliban song. We call it the Taliban song. Oh, God. Truly baffling. Everybody snap your fingers, come on. Everyone at home, snap your fingers. I can't snap. It's already ableist. I'm just a middle-aged Middle Eastern camel herding man. I got a little two-bedroom cave here in North Afghanistan. Two-bedroom cave. Used to be real nice and they got out of hand since they moved in. They call themselves the Taliban. The harmony. The harmony. I do love that he's trying to like distance regular Middle Easterners from the Taliban, like. On like, like well, no, the Taliban every- comes in. Yeah, but he's saying, but he's saying not every Arab is Taliban. I don't think this student understands what the Taliban is, though. But you know someday soon we're both gonna saddle up and it'll be ride camel ride. Oh my god. My old lady, she be here with me. Just smiling right by my side. We should do just fine out around Palestine or maybe Turkmenistan. We'll bid a fair ado and flip the finger to they don't use the middle finger in the Middle they East. They show the bottom of their foot. Where are you coming from, brother? This is a patriotic love song, so y'all feel free to salute if you want to. I'll give you permission. Now they attack New York City. I don't think Hamas lets the Taliban into Palestine. Sons of bitches, you better not be doing any business with that Taliban. <laughs> so we pray to Allah with all of our might until those big US jets came flying in one night. Holy shit, the response. Their holy land. Man, you should have seen them run like rabbits, they ran the Taliban. Someday soon we're both gonna saddle up and it'll be right camel ride. <laughs> My old lady, she'll 
We should do just fine out around Palestine or maybe Turkmenistan. We'll bid a fair ado and flip a couple fingers to the Taliban. We'll bid a fair ado and give a big boner to big boner? the Taliban. <laughs> I love how he was just like, oh, fuck. I don't wh- what the Middle East, uh, sand and camels. He did. He did zero research. Yeah. It's 1000 percent USO. You know what he did? He watched Sex in the City, too. And that's what he based that whole song off of. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sex in the City, too. They go to um, the United Arab Emirates. Do that. Yeah. My God. I just love. And that's literally yeah. it's a lot of sand, a lot of camels, some some camel the toes. The whole idea, the whole idea is just that it, they were just a normal Middle Eastern couple, and the Taliban made his wife wear a like a burqa. I don't think it's the Taliban that does that. <laughs> it's so misguided. A lot of Muslim women <laughs> enjoy wearing it. Some of them like don't have to, but most of them. Well, now, now I'm just happy to have this on the soundboard. Oh, the Taliban, baby. <laughs> it actually segues perfectly into something that I was dying to talk about. Perfect. Um, just a nice convergence of all my weird passions. Uh, are you familiar with Burtsum? Yes. So, the the black metal band. Yeah. The the one man neo-nazi show Birzum, uh varg vikanis i think is his name uh he has a saddam hussein connection and no one is talking about this wait what he has a saddam hussein connection his father mind you there's not many people talking about varg lately or, or saddam hussein <laughs> or saddam true <laughs> Only me. So, okay. So maybe no one's talking about it for a reason, but um, perhaps we can bring it back into the conversation. Uh, I think it's just a very important part of black metal lore. Um, okay. Yeah. His father worked for Saddam Hussein, so he grew Wait, up. his father? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty close connection. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, uh, he grew up in Baghdad as like a neo-Nazi. What? <laughs> yeah. It's mind-blowing. That's insane. It's my favorite fuck? little bit of trivia that no one cares about. When did he move to uh, Norway? I want to say, well, I think he was born in Norway, but he lived in Baghdad, I think, for six years. Oh, my God. Imagine being like the only neo-Nazi Norwegian in Baghdad. But it was like because he was white, he could just get away with anything because his parents were like moneyed. Oh, okay. So See, it's always the, he would it's like, always the people with money he would like call with the them, most fringe ideals. Yeah, he would like call them like slurs, and they would just be like, ah, oh, Varg. But ironically, his name is Christian, <laughs> so. That's so weird. Yeah. Wow. You're like, oh, Christian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I fell into like when I was, uh, um, I just fell into this like big black metal rabbit hole. Yeah, so you were sending me some wild shit on your your drives to and to and from uh, 
Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I was listening to the last podcast on the left, Black Metal three-parter, which was actually a little disappointing because I feel like I knew everything already and they actually got some stuff way wrong. They classified Hatebreed as a metalcore. I can definitely see late, like later era Hatebreed is definitely metalcore. Really? Absolutely. Like post-perseverance for sure. I don't know. I think we have different ideas of what metalcore is. <laughs> I mean, they were definitely like Satisfaction was their like only hardcore record. Mm. And then it they like pioneered the metalcore kind of stuff. Interesting. For sure. Okay. I think a lot of it also comes down to production because there's that huge production gap between those two records. Yeah, that's true. I don't personally so, care for Hate Breed, so I don't listen to a ton of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't listen to it too much either. But there was there was a time I bought a stereo, like a back. In, remember when you could buy your st- a stereo to put in your car? Yeah. <laughs> Those days, I bought like a Pioneer head unit at a flea market, and then I took it home and. Uh, Hatebreed's Perseverance was in in the CD player already, and that was my introduction to like listening to Hatebreed regularly. Yeah, I guess I don't really care for metalcore, and I'm very selective about what I listen to. So maybe that's, maybe fair. that's why I okay. don't classify them as such. But um, there was also this really interesting interview that he did with some like uh, I, I don't know who it was with, but you know how like band dudes. It's funny because in black metal, they all take themselves very seriously, but band dudes might be like the goofiest people. Oh, absolutely. On the planet. But he was in this band called Old Funeral. Okay. Let that sit in. It probably sounded better in whatever it was translated from. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but he he did this interview about why he left that band, and he was like, I don't even know how to do a Norwegian accent, but I feel like it doesn't have the, the effect without it. He was like, they didn't care about my sold-off shotgun. They only cared about eating burgers. <laughs> Which I think is the funniest thing, because it's just like... It's such a false equivalency. I, I don't understand. <laughs> Why not both? And I've just been thinking about it, like, nonstop. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Would you... <laughs> it, yeah. What was he referencing though? He was like, just talking about how that they, was the only he just, problem he just, within yeah, the band. He wanted to show him all his cool weapons. That was German. He wanted- <laughs> yeah, it was all little German. Uh, I've never met someone from Norway. Um, <laughs> only like the Norway ride at Disney World, which I mean, that's yeah. all you need. Um, <laughs> oh, they got rid of it, which sucks. They like turned it into Frozen. Oh, cool. Um, Super cool. Yeah, but he was talking about how they don't care about like his weapons. They just wanted to eat burgers, which are like very American, and he, he hates. Uh, gotcha. So yeah. is that. Gotcha. I guess that's the, something uh, that he has in common with Saddam. <laughs> Hating America. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just I just want an excuse to play this clip. So pardon it. <laughs> The non sequitur, but uh, Trump was Trump was mad. Uh, he still won't give up the election, and it keeps saying that there's new dumps of new ballots. So he was on like Fox News, just saying the word "dump" over and over again. They call them dumps, big massive dumps. <laughs> and it's just so good. Oh my god! 
And I even like clipped the clip, uh, like I shortened the clip a bit because he, he said dumps like three more times. Oh my god. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm going to miss him. They call them dumps, big massive dumps. Uh? <laughs> big massive. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh boy! Should do we have any strip club reviews this week, or should we go in the questions? I can some up. I love that. Like you don't have them planned. You just literally open up Yelp. Oh, I do have them planned. I just like one night I went through and I bookmarked all of them, so uh-huh. I don't necessarily know which one we're gonna talk about. But I just kind of gotcha. Okay. Do it off the dome. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did we talk about Foxy Gentlemen's Club or Foxy Lady Gentlemen's Club? I don't know. Foxy Gentlemen's Club. I'd totally go there. Foxy, Foxy Lady Gentlemen's <laughs> Club is also very funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is the one. All right. Foxy Lady Gentlemen's Club. Unclaimed Yelp listing with an aggregate of three res- three stars out of four reviews uh two uh like two un unrecommended uh this one is in bunker hill west virginia jeremy b seven years ago says my friends and i a vice president at a government contract and other successful professionals attend this place a few times a year we have done so for the last few years. We always have a good time. Johnny, the manager, maybe the owner too, not sure, is very friendly. He is a big guy and could easily be intimidating, but instead treats all customers, and I mean every customer, very good. This guy values the customers and I definitely appreciate that. There are always several dancers there who are friendly and show my friends and my a fun time. We aren't cheap and have no problem dropping money there because of the experience. Now, the place isn't constructed like a high-class place, but it seems like I had a valuable experience each time I go there. Highly recommend. I also love that you can react... (laughs) pretty thorough yeah i just love that he like said a vice president at a government contract but you can you can react things on yelp and one of the reactions is cool and someone reacted cool to that i want that to be a reaction for everything yeah right where's the cool button it's just like the care button that they took away from us did they take it away? I, don't, I haven't had Are it. Are we done caring? I haven't had it for months. Everyone was done caring, caring back in March. At least <laughs> non-performatively. Um, this is from Baha Aldeen. Nice. Sounds from the decade. the Taliban, baby. They don't deserve even one star. They are theft me and lie on me and stole our money. Wait. Wait. I got to preface right off the bat, though. I love reviews where they're mad that they have to give at least one star. 
Like, they don't understand how a star system works. <laughs> After I arrived there, the dancer told me if we pay her, she will do one, two, three for me and in the private rooms. And it is not private. There are cameras inside each one of them. She didn't do anything. You will not allow to stay unless you pay to the dancer onto stage and keep paying. The place was empty, no one inside except three, four guys and a bartend. The area is far too isolated, too empty. I am sorry for each cent they stole from me. <laughs> That's oddly poetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a three-star review. I like a three-star review. Yeah, it's honest. This is Brad F. over three years ago. This has zero cool reacts, but four useful reacts. All right. Visited last night with my wife and had a blast. This was our second time in the club, and the first time was absolutely terrible. The only reason we came back was because the cover charge is very low, compares to the clubs in the immediate vicinity, and we are glad we decided to go. The dancers have changed from the first time we went, thank God, and were pleasant to speak to and look at. The beer was cold and cheap enough at $3.75. The place had enough people in it to make it fun. My wife got a lap dance and was extremely pleased with her dancer. <laughs> the only compliant was the temperature, which was really cold. I assume for the dancer's benefit, and my wife doesn't do cold well. There was not a very big selection of dancers, but the girls were enthusiastic, talented, and for the most part, well-endowed. This will be our club of choice for the future and look forward to the next visit next month. Plan on trying the private dance next time. Wait, so just the fact that it was cold, like knocked down two stars? That seemed was that that was like his only complaint, right? I used to I think this is a boomer thing. I think they think that five stars is like unreachable. Yeah, I, I know. People used that to too. do that at the coffee shop. They would leave these glowing reviews and only leave three stars. I I noticed that with the, the portrait company I've been working with, there's like a rating system as well where they can like review you after. And yeah, I do get a number that are like glowing and they're, you know, Dan was excellent, he was so friendly, he made us feel comfortable, the photos came out great. Four stars. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Alright, Mark M. Over 10 years ago, stumbled into this place after Vixens and stumbled right out after a beer. The good part was that Miller Lite was $2.75. These beer prices are really cheap, but maybe what, the, the this was city 10 has, years ago. Oh, well, the city's fucked my head, too. Even three seventy-five sounded this pretty was, good. This was the Obama years. Um, <laughs> the bad was that it from the inside, it looked like a failed prototype triple wide trailer and there is a five dollar cover if you're going to swing by be sure you hit vixens or else you'll be disappointed uh there's one tip that says um yeah some clubs are better than others enough said <laughs> oh my god there's six reviews that are not currently recommended oh my god this is where this is the uh that's where the good's yeah, at this the is good the, shit uh, the pumice. <laughs> the good shit. The good shit's here. Uh. Horrible. Oh my god, he doxes this poor, poor girl. 
Uh, use your discretion on how much detail you're going to give. Yeah. Uh, horrible experience with Ashlyn, a.k.a. Ashley, last name, known prostitute. Can't believe this place hires people like her to dance, greet, or tend bar. Stay away and be safe at a club that doesn't tolerate illegal activities by their employees. Kara M. Just no. Never. Never again. Unless you want to laugh or be mortified. Oh my god. Uh, Brian H. Went to Foxy Ladies and a blast. <laughs> Had a few beers and the beer prices are awesome. I would go there again. That's a good one. Uh, Thomas R. Amazing. Great girls and the wife loves this place too, but it's spelled T-O. Uh, Jerry P. There's always a Jerry at a strip club. Like always, there's always a Jerry doing some, some <laughs> doing some degenerate shit. Foxy Lady has gone through a major change to where it is now a top-rated club, in my opinion. Some other strip clubs in the area have closed, and many of their best dancers have gone to Foxy Lady, Paradise City, Paradise City Two. And Vixens. <laughs> Foxy Lady is still a very small club. No change there. But the quality of the strippers has vastly improved. Also, the private dances, at least with the right dancer, are totally worth the money. In fact, I was so happy, I gave the girl an extra tip, winky face. Oh my god. I was not disappointed, and I will never... And, and I will return again and again and again. Uh, best club on the block. I've never had so much fun. It's not like the stuck-up clubs of Vixens or Taboo. How many clubs are in this area? There seems to be a ton. And they're close enough that people can stumble from one <laughs> to another. They're just like a bunch of trailers <laughs> set up in a circle. They share a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the girls are cool and fun to hang out with. Bring your wallet. You'll have an awesome time. And then there's one that just says, this review has been removed for violating our terms of service. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Uh, is that all of them? Yeah, there is. But I'm going to save a male strip club for next time. Perfect. That's like very, that's very progressive. A, 50, a 50th episode treat. It's very progressive for uh, West Virginia. Seriously. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not in West Virginia. Oh. In, eh, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be in West Virginia. They have to be in West Virginia. No. <laughs> These are arbitrary rules that you just made up right now. They're rules that I made up when I started. Yeah, eventually we'll run out. And then I go to Google reviews, and then I go to <laughs> Facebook reviews. Oh my God! Imagine the kind of person who's leaving a review for a strip club on Facebook. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. <laughs> That's going to be me and whose son 20 years from now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, did you get any questions? I did. <clears throat> I did as well. <sighs> okay, so first question. Uh, because of COVID, is the appeal of living in Fishtown over? Do people still justify the outrageous rents and no parking? Um, As a person who still has like a home in Fishtown, I feel like it's actually one of the more doable places in Philadelphia right now. 
The parking is the same as it's always been. The rent is pretty much the same as it's always been. Still better than South Philly, but also the rent is like cheaper than I can afford. And I like the neighborhood, so I don't really have the problem of being priced out like a lot of people would. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I In Philly, I've only ever lived in Northern Liberties or Fishtown like as an adult. So I can't really speak to the other neighborhoods, but it seems the most unchanged in the pandemic, I will say. I like it. The, uh, yeah, I mean, rents are kind of going down all over too, but it's My because, yeah. My old apartment yeah, like, is $1,500 a month. My apartment not, in Brooklyn so... is $500. And then the three bedroom apartment in the same building is, uh, 2075 so it's $75 more than I paid for the studio that's insane. they got a new management company oh yeah I, I think everything is kind of going like, down a bit I'll move I'm... into the three bedroom part-time <laughs> I'll live in one of those bedrooms yeah uh, I did so like that block. it was okay uh... no laundry in the building though <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. Uh, not that I have a laundry now, but you know. Um, all right. Did you watch the Tyson fight? Uh, I didn't. I heard it was kind of depressing. Yeah, that's right <laughs> up my alley. And I also, like, I didn't watch it because I don't want to remember him that way. <laughs> well, I heard that Tyson was actually fine. It was just everything else involved was kind of... I just... And then it ended at, like, as a draw, right? I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, obviously I didn't know what was going to happen. I might watch a rerun. Not a rerun, but, like, I might watch a recap. But I didn't yeah. want to watch it because I was like, well, if it's not good, I don't want to... I don't want that to be my last... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Your turn. Okay. Um, I need to pull up the other questions. That was one that I had saved. Um, how are you? How am I? That, that's me. Okay. That's me stalling. Okay. Oh my god my my mom's hairdresser just ordered my book. Amazing. <laughs> um, if you were in, if you were a truck stop, what amenities would you feature? Oh, um, definitely. I want to be like an elevated truck stop. Ooh, like an like a an oasis outside of Chicago. No, I want like I'd have a oh. speak. <laughs> I was gonna say in Chicago, they the the uh, rest stops are called oasis, oh. and they literally are over top of the highway. Wow, in the center, it's wild. I okay, but you meant elevated as in like high end. Yeah, like I'd have a speakeasy. Okay, I. <laughs> okay number one all right elevated and truck stop not really a thing no one has disrupted because... the truck stop industry <laughs> it's just are you a, saying that it's just a bathroom with like a locking yeah, cabinet are you saying the truckers <laughs> don't enjoy the finer things um every truck driver i know i would have to say yes <laughs> but uh Number two, though, a speaky like a, a bar at a truck stop where people are stopping in the middle of then going to drive a truck 
might not be the best I thing. I mean, we'll have a one drink limit. It's Who a, said it's it had to be an alcohol speakeasy? It could be apps. Could be tapas. <laughs> I'll have a tapas speakeasy. Tapas. <laughs> when when tapas are, are illegal, <laughs> your, your tapas speakeasy will be, <laughs> will thrive. Okay, go on. I'm curious about your uh, your other amenities. Um, I wanted to have those bathrooms that have like an attendant there, and they like give you mints, and they have like the mouthwash, non alcoholic mouthwash. If you're gonna be uh, if you're gonna be that way about it, um, and what else? <laughs> uh, I feel like you've never been in a truck stop. Before. I've never been in a truck stop in my life. I don't know. <laughs> this is all blow. Like I, you've also never met a truck driver before either. I want to give them a better experience. Truck drivers yeah. are like the glue that's holding this country together. We might as well treat them like royalty. Yeah, but I every truck driver I know would be like, I don't want another man piss <laughs> watching me piss. You know, well, it, well like, it would be one of those nice bathrooms where the doors go all the way to the ceiling and all the way to the floor. I mean, that is nice. I think the attendant is something that no one enjoys. The attendant can be like, outside. No matter who you are. <coughs> what if the attendant's a foxy lady? I don't. She she better have good life insurance. I don't know. <laughs> Should I make her my beneficiary? Maybe. I don't know. This is a weird yeah, question. I, I like this question. I got a lot to say about this question, but I'm waiting for you. Let me get one more at least. One what, more what other? Yeah. Um, a water fountain, like a like a waterfall, maybe. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, what is that Scott Disick clothing brand? Like a pop up for his like overpriced sweatshirts. <laughs> what is this company called? It's something that's like irritatingly like quaint. It's the least. This is gonna appeal to zero truck drivers. It's amazing. I love it. It this is this is my favorite segment we've ever done. <laughs> it's gonna have a a talentless pop up in the truck stop. <laughs> There's gonna be a DJ playing all the time. David Guetta. All because all the truckers. D- favorite David Guetta. Because after that, like George Floyd shit, he pulled. He's never gonna get a real job, so he's gonna be at this truck stop. It's just. I like to thank the families. Pl- <laughs> it's just a DJ playing. We got a great big convoy over and over again. <laughs> and rawhide. And what other trucker songs they like? I don't know anything about trucker culture. They're oh just playing God, the I Taliban so song. <laughs> I know one trucker. He is my sister's future father-in-law, and. He loves vintage cast iron skillets. Mm-hmm. Um, he wears a lot of hats. Some might say trucker hats. <laughs> by de- by definition, whatever hat he would wear would be a trucker hat. Yeah, he's he's not from the south, but he talks with a southern accent. It's bizarre. So you so you fit in on the CB radio. My, my truck. 
All right, so I guess I should go through my features yeah. for the ideal truck stop. See, by me going first, I got like thrown. You've been like thinking, and of course your answers are going to be. Oh bad. no, I knew right off the bat. Okay, I've okay. I've I've been in plenty of truck. I mean, we've had the truck stop shower conversation. Yeah. So number one with a bullet, nice showers. Okay. Number two. I thought we were making shit up. No, it's your. We're outfitting our ideal trucks. I mean, this is could be your ideal truck stop. And this is my ideal truck I'm stop. disrupting the trucking industry. <laughs> you really are. So number two, a lot of kitschy souvenirs. I'm talking about fridge magnets. I'm talking about license plate frames. How about those like uh, those like weed ashtrays with like Jesus and like a pot leaf? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, I'm, I'm definitely going some... Uh, a whole wall of air fresheners. What about the like dashboard doggy or like the hula girl? Hula girl for sure. Um, maybe some. Yeah, I definitely merch. Just totally like, truck stop merch is always the best. And then um, maybe some some good cologne in the bathroom. Because truck stops already have cologne in the bathroom, by the way. And it's actually really funny. Um, I was on tour once and we went into the bathroom and there's always like vending machines in the bathroom that are like really weird sex devices and like a black, like severely ribbed condoms and like very weird shit. But there's a off brand, like dollar store brand cologne dispenser. And it's got a big like, you know, those like push button soap dispensers where you like push a metal button, like a plunger in. It looks like that, except when you you put your quarter in and you push it and it sprays the cologne out when you push the button in. And my friend legitimately like was trying to figure it out, put his money in and just sprayed himself in the eye like mace with like off brand Draquar Noir. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, true. Oh, all right. My last one. Massage chairs for sure. Okay. So, yeah. This is a good question. I'm, I'm curious to what? This is a good question. This is a great question. Whoever whoever brought this in, uh, ask some more like this. This is good. Um, um, saw you got an SX seventy. Do you shoot a lot of instant film? Uh, I do and I don't. Uh, I love. I have the the pink and gray, uh, Polaroid Cool Cam that shoots Polaroid six hundred. Uh, it's fun. I like it. It's just big and bulky, so I don't bring it around a lot because it just it just doesn't fit in any of my camera bags well. Uh, maybe that'll change now that I have the SX70 that folds real real small. Um, I actually prefer, and I might get canceled for this in the photo world. I might actually prefer Fuji Instax a little better. I think Ooh. I like the color rendition a little this better. It's the, a little more color. This is the the problematic episode. <laughs> It, it really is. Um, yeah, I like the Fuji Instax. I think the color is more accurate, a little more true to life. It develops faster. Uh, I wish their formats were a little bigger because their, their formats are a little small. But uh, but Polaroid's fun. I mean, they're they're good cameras. I just don't shoot a lot with it because it's, it's expensive. Uh, occasionally, I've had some event clients pay for the film for me to shoot instant at the events. And it's always a big hit. Um, so that's always something that's fun because people can walk away with a picture of them, uh, you know, right there. So that's cool. Uh, I want to shoot more. 
So, yeah. What about you? Do you do you shoot any instant stuff ever? Do you have an instax or anything like I that? I do not. I was it's thinking I was about bring... getting. I was thinking about getting an instax for my uh, super spreader event, West Virginia edition. Because uh, uh-huh. I'm doing New Year's here, um, oh, so okay. we'll see. I uh, I was gonna bring my Polaroid to because uh, I, I have like a tradition when my friends move into a new house. I usually take a picture of them in front of their new house. Oh yeah. So I was gonna do that, but I mean the house will still be here whenever you come. It's not very new anymore though. <clears throat> I mean it's, it's hundred and ten years old. It's it was never new. <laughs> even when it was even when it was new, it wasn't new. Yeah. Uh okay. Do you have any more questions? Oh yeah. I got, I got a couple more. You've come good back. Week for questions. You've come back as a ghost. Where does your spirit linger? Oh God. Uh. I want to say going back to the spite thing. Whichever X I'm like the most angry at when I die, I want to like I don't want to haunt them and do like heinous shit, but I wanna I want to do some like impractical jokers weird like uh like always moving the keys around pranks yeah <laughs> just being an annoyance yeah <laughs> like uh like unscrewing the little like things for their tires so that they're always like slightly flat but not too flat oh my um <laughs> wait what are some of those stupid pranks <clears throat> the thing with like the saran wrap in the toilet <laughs> oh god! Yeah, perfect. So you just want to be a, a, a nuisance? Yeah, I want to be a nuisance ghost, <laughs> like a poltergeist, yeah. perhaps. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I, I would... briefly thought I had a poltergeist here. Yeah, we, that'd be super. Exciting. We can talk about that another time. That's that's a lot. That's, that's okay. a little teaser for y'all. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should haunt the Shemokin Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and just have it like. Almost accidentally burned down like every couple years. Or you'll save it from being burned down. Or I'll save it from burning down. <laughs> Maybe. No one will know. Yeah. But <laughs> it'll just be either or. But then when. Over and yeah. over again. Who knows? Uh, favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oyster stuffing. Ooh, that sounds so mm-hmm. good. My family doesn't make that, but I want them to now. Mm-hmm. My family makes it every <laughs> Just day. like we talked about how like it's a traditional like in like the mid-atlantic to do macaroni and cheese oh. as like mac and cheese as a side dish for thanksgiving and that sounds <clears> amazing yeah um I'm trying to think though i mean i love mashed potatoes just like a stack of mashed potatoes i have so gravy. many leftover mashed potatoes so good so good and PMSing but also terribly, does dessert count as a I side already... dish no dessert counts as dessert oh my god okay. did you hear about the pies <laughs> what pies <laughs> I was so excited for leftover pie. And then um okay, well there's there's more to this. Like do you remember I think this was actually on the podcast that I discussed this how my mother threw away my wedding dress. Yeah. Just kind you did of mention like, that I think. Oh well, she had a chance to redeem herself and I had like she had these leftover at least two pumpkin pies. Um one was homemade and one was from BJ's and the BJ's one actually tasted better. Oh, it was very good. Um, it was like somewhat gelatinous, and I found that delightful. What what kind of pies were they? Pumpkin. Okay, yeah. not my favorite pie. I fuck with it. I I do like pecan and apple, but sometimes pumpkin, especially with ice cream, is just 
thrilling to me. Um, but I came home. I was like, all right, let's get some of this pie in me. And she threw them away. Oh, my God. After she was like, I'm saving them for you. Yeah, why would you throw fucking pie away? Because she needed to save counter space. Counter space? Not even like refrigerator space? Yeah, counter space. That's insane. Yeah. Put a card table up. (laughs) There's a lot of surfaces in that house. My mother is like me. She's very type A and she does not like things to be out on the counters. I'm the same way though. Like I hate when there's like clutter. (laughs) Also, why? I I still don't understand why she'd throw your wedding dress away. Like what are you going to wear at your next wedding? There was some pie discourse suit, at my house I'll be as an well. Old lady, <laughs> an old lady at the tender age of thirty. <laughs> By that time, that that style dress will be back in style again. So, but um, my there was pie discourse at my house also. I I look forward to every year we get pies from this place called Eat Good Bakery. Here's the thing: I like, feel like there's no use in like fighting over what kind of pie is best because any pie is going to be better than a cake. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. And that's, that's not a problematic take, yeah. but that's a uniform take that this podcast yeah. stands by. Cake is bullshit. Um, but we always would go to this place. Actually, I started like the tradition of it. Uh, it's this place in Trenton called eat good. It's been there forever. It's spelled E E T G U D. Um, but just amazing, amazing pies. They do like a caramel apple crumble. Oh, that's incredible. I love caramel it's apple. It's so good. And um, this was a year, because we stopped getting those like garbage baked on premises pies that you get at like farm stands and shit. Yeah. And this year I was like telling people about these pies and I was like wringing my hands around the house and and my mom was like, oh, we didn't get to eat good this year. Mm. The the church was What's having a moms? the church was having a fundraiser, so I got some pies from A and M, and I'm like, fucking baked on premises pies. I feel like our and our, it was fine after don't you know like each other, but they coordinated this. I think so. like, it, was, it was a personal attack. Uh, I'm I'm not too upset about it, mainly because I was just uh, given a homemade key lime pie oh, yeah. that was absolutely incredible, and. Mm. Yeah, it was so fucking. Another, I just ate it another pie uh, take: key limes always better than lemon meringue. Oh, absolutely! The meringue part of lemon meringue is the worst part. Yeah. I feel it sucks. But key lime pie, <laughs> she made it with a like a rum homemade whipped cream she on top. She put cinnamon in the crust. There was some cinnamon. There's some salt too. It was a little salty. Ooh, I like that. Oh my god! I was so. It was so fucking good. I was. See, I'm floored. not a baker. I wish I could bake, but I cook. Yeah, I'm not a big baker. If I either. did bake, I would um, be humongous. I would just eat pie all day. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was pretty good. But I. Yeah. Oh my god. So good. The key lime pie is fantastic. Um. So, <laughs> if you're listening, and I hope you're not, <laughs> still talking about the fucking pie. Um. How about the worst kind of pet? Fish. Nah, fish. I was gonna say bird. Bird has to be the worst fucking pet. Birds are cute. The birds are annoying. Birds have oh personalities. When I that's the problem. My, <laughs> that's exactly what's the problem. My cousin growing up, her my my aunt and her ex husband were like 
they did not have a great relationship. But um, <laughs> they had a parrot in the house, and the parrot would just say, like, you shut the fuck up, bitch. Cause <laughs> 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 Which I think is very funny. Yeah, I don't know. I at least this is this is family lore. It was so long ago, I don't remember. But yeah, that's that's the family lore. <laughs> that's the lore. Yeah, birds. They're just they fucking they never shut up. You have to like put a blanket over their cage to make them think it's nighttime. <laughs> uh, they just make a ton of fucking mess. Yeah, they're the worst. They're like pests. Get them out of here. With wings. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's... I'm gonna actually change my answer. Rats. People who have rats, they're like, oh, they're smart. No, they're fucking gross. I would take a rat over a bird nah, any day. Uh, and fish. Fish, I just think of, I'm indifferent about fish. I would probably never have one outside of like... Yeah, I don't even think I'd have like a goldfish or something. Like, like... What'd it do? Like, it's just... It just di- like. <laughs> I mean, it's if you have a big fish tank, it's like art. Yeah, you know? that's true. But I have a Samsung frame instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put it on the fish channel and you're good to go. <laughs> Do you have any other questions? Um, you've killed a man and must flee. The heat is on. Where do you live in exile? Erica's house in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Either that or um, I would say maybe like somewhere like the Faroe Islands. Probably be pretty good. But now that I've said that, I can't. If I'm ever afraid, <laughs> Little St. James murder, Island. <laughs> I can't go to the Faroe Islands. Um, it's yeah. I don't know. I feel like living on an island is always a good a good option. Some kind of you know maybe go to Tangiers or somewhere yeah. <laughs> out in the Middle East. Maybe like some kind of know. just some some kind of archipelago. Yeah. So that you can like kind of modestly but anonymously. You can travel from landmass to landmass in obscurity. Seems pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's a good one. Would you take a would you take a vaccine or the vaccine? I guess for the uh, the coronavirus vaccine. I want you to go first. I'm gonna. I absolutely would take a vaccine. I don't want to. Why? Because I don't like vaccines in general. Like I will take the ones that I know I have to take, but COVID has just like a really low mortality rate. Like, come on. <laughs> You're an anti-vaxer. I'm not an anti-vaxer. You think? You think? Uh, you think Bill Gates is gonna put a a, a tracking chip <laughs> in your brain? I don't. I don't see any problem with it. I just, you know, as soon as someone like forces me to do something, like if I don't take the vaccine, I'm not, it's like not going to kill anyone. Like you have gotten Corona a lot so far. <laughs> uh, not confirmed. <laughs> well, once so far, yeah. I guess technically the first time wasn't confirmed either. I was in like the first round of people to get it. Yeah, they, like, didn't even have, like, the idea of testing set up yet. Yeah. Remember, they were, like, rationing tests for only healthcare workers? Yeah, that's why I never got tested, because they were like, well, unless yeah. you have to go to the hospital, just wait it out. Yeah, I love the idea that they were testing people, like, after they it was for sure they had yeah. it. <laughs> like, they never used the test for the people who were, like, on the fence. It was just, like, oh, all right, before we put them on a ventilator, let's just be sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh yeah i mean i would take the vaccine i don't give a shit I, like i'm not in a <laughs> high wanted... risk group so i just feel like i don't need it i'm gonna have to get it eventually because like i want to travel and it's gonna be like the mark of the beast that you need the covid vaccine mm. to travel yeah um, i hope they put like an rfid chip in my hand yeah. to let everyone know <laughs> i do love all the people that are like they're gonna track us through the vaccine it's like you you carry an iphone around you have an iphone and you have a fucking you like an amazon alexa. alexa and you yeah <laughs> do you want to hear my dad's fucking stupid my dad's thing about alexa um my dad we were having this conversation and i was like dad if you hate the government so much and you hate jeff bezos why do you have an amazon alexa and he was like because I know that they're listening to us and one day I'm going to unplug it and they're going to be so confused. What? What the? What is that? I, I, I have no words. Like, and that's how we're going to win. How is just by like mildly <laughs> annoying them? Just. Or just being like, oh, well, that, that was fun. Let's move on. Well, they have one of those like smart microwaves. So it's like they unplug the Alexa and they're like, all right, now we got to listen through the microwave. Well, that that was my favorite thing. When you like hear about hacking and things like in the era then, of the quote unquote Internet of Things. Uh, they have smart, smart light bulbs. Like everything yeah, in that house ap- is smart. Yeah. Most actual like home system hackings are done through smart appliances so not your computer or your phone but like normally it's like your smart refrigerator has like the weakest security well i was actually surprised too um i was like setting up the alarm here and the alarm company was like explaining to me how everything works and i was like that is an incredibly Uh vulnerable system like i actually feel like like it's super weird and they do it does it over the wi-fi but then it also does it like via cellular towers and it's just like if you think you're secure in your home you're definitely not yeah yeah it's yeah you're not secure anywhere (laughs) so the sooner you can think about that even out here in west virginia ignorance is bliss uh do you have any other questions i have one more oh fuck um there's a room in your house that no one is allowed inside ever. What's in it? I don't know. I'm like such a douche. I just want to say like no one's ever allowed inside it so that everyone wants to go in and then it'll just be nothing. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to have it empty. But also the the part of my brain. Or like a, you open it like and a that- poison dart just gets you in the neck. <laughs> And inside the room is just a pile of bodies of people who also have poison darts in their neck for yeah. being too curious. Yeah, I, I. Is it weird that the first thing I thought of is that space is a premium and I wouldn't like have an unused room? <laughs> it's funny because I was like, y'all put a couch and a TV in there. Yeah, I have, I have an unused room right now and it does bother me. Especially because like the That's... one unused room is like roughly like the size of the two. Like my apartment without the kitchen and bathroom in Brooklyn. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, that can be my room. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that's super funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, an unused room seems kind of like a, a waste, especially in my current life, where 
And I could use more space. Be an office, perhaps. My, my secret podcasting lair. I don't know how I'm ever going to go back to living in a space that's not like 3,000 square feet. Yeah, I can't, can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. <sighs> the thing that bums me out, my apartment is big. But I, it's like full of unusable yes, space. Yes, that's which drives me insane. About your apartment. Yeah, like we have a full living room that we're not allowed to put a TV in. We well, you know those <laughs> because it's parties. technically just like the landlord's living room. I hate it so mm-hmm. much. So let's pray that uh, everything gets worse and apartments get cheaper, <laughs> so I can move into a one bedroom. Yeah. Uh, I got one last question: Happy Honda days or Toyota thon? I don't think I would ever buy a non-European car, so. No. Do it that way you I'd say Toyota-thon. Just to be a dick, I'm going to say Honda Days. All right. That's fine. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um... We we haven't we haven't talked about a good work in a while, and I'm I'm really thinking this Utah monolith slash Romanian monolith is a total fucking work. It's such a work that I almost didn't even want to talk about it, but yeah, we can we can talk about it. I don't have much to say other than that. It's clearly a scam. Yeah. It's... Also, the remote. Not not to say uh, you know any knock on any kind of Eastern European labor, but uh, the Romanian monolith looked like shit. <laughs> I think they're white there. It had so you like can, you can say what you want about them. Is that is that how this works? That's how Twitter their their craftsmanship that's was, how Twitter was makes lacking. It seem. Yeah, I um, you could see like the the buffing circles in it. Yeah, like they used just really like, a, like a shitty Dremel. Yeah, like one of those like just handheld buffers, but you can clearly see like the buffing mark. It was bad. Mm. It was really bad. Rush job. I just, I feel like if this would have happened yeah. back in May, everyone would be talking about it. But at this point, we're like, the days are short. So the nights are long. We're weary. Just stop. So here's a good question. What do you think the coolest result could be? And what would do you think would be the lamest result of what it's about? Uh, I think the lamest would be like... Ooh, the new series, the new season of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And I think that the coolest would just be that it never gets explained. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I was gonna say the coolest would be like aliens or some shit. Obviously, like aliens don't the, even want to come near us. The, yeah. The the aliens would finally come here and they'd be like, we want peace. And we would just immediately give them COVID. (laughs) When that was really, when it was like quiet, I thought it was the Michael Bay sound. You know what I'm talking about? The one that's in all of his trailers. Yeah, just like the orchestral. No, that's like. The like the War of the Worlds. Remember that remake sound? Oh, yeah. It's like the coolest sound ever. But I loved thinking about like giving the the um what's it called the aliens COVID is so funny to me because the whole premise of that movie was the second the aliens were like, exposed to our like garbage ass air, <laughs> they all died. <laughs> and it was supposed to be like the burden that we bared was that 
we learned to live among like all the bacteria in our world and we earned our privilege to live here what was it it's like on the simpsons he's trying to bring love (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it also reminds me a lot of the simpsons uh with the angel skeleton that ended up being like just a viral opening of that mall (laughs) yeah it's very much the same (laughs) shit so yeah i think i think Maybe the coolest thing would be advertising a mall, and the lamest thing I think a Stranger Things season is definitely top there. For oh my worst. god, what if it's something that people haven't cared about in like ten years, like a new like frozen yogurt chain? It's <laughs> advertising a new frozen yogurt chain, and like a well, like a like a paint your own pottery studio. What a. <laughs> <laughs> well they they said like via like satellite images that that one in utah had been standing since like 2013 or something and no one had seen like it? imagine imagine like people just never found it and the movie it was related to never got released <laughs> <laughs> like they can finally release it now because it's been found and like everything is just really out of what date is the new kanye album <laughs> it's donda I think that, uh, <laughs> Dandy. <laughs> oh boy! Oh. All right, I think we got to wrap it up. What do you? Think? Yeah, I think that was like, the <laughs> we'll last. Tie it up with a little bow on that in me for tonight. That's fair. My no, my no more art migraine today. has just been <laughs> my migraine has been throbbing. So, you got any other people's content this week? Um, why don't you do yours first? Because <laughs> I did not. All right. Uh, so mine is, uh, something actually cool. I saw Jeremy Baum from Touche More posted on Twitter that brought to my attention that the On the Might of Princes album, Where You Are and Where You Want to Be, is finally on Spotify. Nice. And remastered for 2020, no less, which is pretty awesome. Uh, it's a screamo band I listened to a lot growing up. Uh, the album, I think, came out in 2001. And uh, they're a Long Island band. The album is just fucking good. It it it's kind of a nostalgia bomb for me. So I don't know how people will listen to it in 2020, but uh, really good screamo record. A few years ago, the singer of the band passed away. It was like a huge bummer. Uh, so definitely check out the record on the Might of Princes. Mm. Streaming now. Uh, I feel like this is the third time that I have used Tambor Tambor as my I see you listening to him on Spotify all the time you're my only friend on Spotify yeah I'm so honored um yeah their sincerely future pollution album is so good western questions is the song that just like slowly builds up and then has this like oh fuck what's that song that I think it's a it's a genesis the one that like the worst wedding DJ ever it's like doo 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 Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> it has like a moment like that, but oh my god, it's just so good. Listen to it. I'll check it out. Um, yeah, if we're repeating other people's content, I, I got to reiterate, and I know you haven't watched it yet, but everyone, please go watch How to with John Wilson. They just had its finale. It's only six episodes, but it's so fucking good. It's I can't reiterate enough how good it is and i can't really even explain to you why it's good uh but this one 
it wraps up around March 2020. Mm-hmm. So like the pandemic is just starting to happen and he kind of works it into the storyline in like a heartbreaking way. But it's it's the best show on television. Everyone please watch it because we need more shows like this out there. Yeah, especially people that can handle the pandemic gracefully because I'm seeing like pandemic themed shows that make me want like they make me want to kill myself. Yeah, it's like I just want like I, I want it, it, COVID. It yeah, the show is that. very much like seen through the eyes of like it's almost like a childlike <laughs> wonder, but like I said, it, it wraps up around the time ca- like coronavirus is hitting the city, and it's it's very heartwarming. It's very well done, and like I said, we need more shows like it. So please watch it, so there can be more of just like weird shit that's good. So yeah, that's my piece. Uh, you got plugs this week. Uh, um, some exciting stuff coming up that was put on hold while I bought my house and settled in. That I'm actually not ready to talk about yet, so I'm sorry for being a tease. Um, just follow me on Instagram at emrikini and my blog, Lark and Lace. Also, I'm like experimenting with making candles, so if anyone wants me to mail them a candle and give me feedback me on the scent. Yes, please. Yeah. Please mail me back a candle. Okay. I'll tell you. I, I, I'll tell you what scents I'm working on. Like once I finally get them like all perfected, and then I'll send you one. Uh-huh. You can tell me what you think. Hell yeah! My uh, I love that article you sent me about the like dip in positive scented candle reviews during coronavirus because everyone lost their sense of smell. It's so good. Such an interesting like sociological. Uh, like research it's i loved it especially because like i work for a company that does like out of many things it's like a reviews platform for e-commerce but um like people wouldn't think this it's just like reviews are reviews but reviews are a huge source of data for a lot of companies um so that just sent a sent a chill sent a thrill (laughs) up my leg Uh, i love data we've talked about this you do. Uh, you can follow me at Dan Bassini on Twitter and Instagram, danbassini.com, therangefinderdiaries.com, and big news, Cruel Summer, my new book, is here. It is physical. Uh, it's in the physical realm. It exists. Uh, the books just came in yesterday, and they look fucking awesome. So, everyone, please go to danbassini.com, click on store, and order your copy of Cruel Summer. $15. Uh, I'll throw in some cool shit with it, some stickers, maybe a print. So, everyone, please do that. Uh, who knows what the winter will bring in terms of photo work. So, anything helps. And then pick up whatever other books you might not have yet. Uh, you can follow us both at a nice life Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. It helps out. I think that's about it for this week. What do you think? I think that's good. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a nice life. Bye. Bye.